From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, April 30th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Vice President Kamala Harris visited Cincinnati this afternoon to discuss how President Joe Biden's infrastructure plan will provide opportunities to workers in Ohio and around the country. Harris took part in a roundtable discussion led by Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown and attended by business, labor and government leaders from around Cincinnati. Harris said that good transit equals vibrant communities. There is so much good work happening here and let's continue to invest in public transit in America, understanding that it's about supporting working families. It's about supporting our infrastructure, our economy, and our public health. Biden's new American Jobs Plan would include $2.3 trillion for infrastructure and jobs. A federal judge has granted a preliminary injunction that prevents Columbus police from using tear gas, wooden bullets, and other force against nonviolent protesters. Tracy Townsend said the case was filed by a woman injured by a wooden bullet during protests near the Ohio State House last summer. This woman was shot with a wooden bullet during the demonstrations last summer. It was one of several encounters included in a lawsuit filed by protesters in U.S. District Court. The judge is now blocking police officers from using tear gas, pepper spray, wooden bullets, and so-called non-lethal force against nonviolent protesters. The judge in part wrote, this case is the sad tale of police officers clothed with the awesome power of the state run amok. I'm Tracy Townsend. The attorney for one of those charged in the alleged hazing-related death of a Bowling Green State University student is speaking out for his client. ONN's Dave James reports. 23-year-old Troy Henriksen of Grove City, a Columbus suburb, faces felony involuntary manslaughter, reckless homicide, and other charges in the death last month of 20-year-old Stone Foltz. His attorney is Eric Long. The entire situation is a tragic situation. Uh, however, indicting people who have no criminal liability is not the solution to that problem. Seven other current and former students also face charges. Dave James, I went in news. Ohio is set to lose one of its 16 congressional seats as a result of the 2020 census. Olivia Eugenio has more on what that will likely mean for the new congressional map in 2022. Paul Beck is a professor emeritus of political science at OSU. He says new lines need to be drawn before the 2022 midterm elections. To do that, census data broken down by precinct is needed. He predicts that data will show shrinking rural populations across the state and pretty steady cities. The areas that are really going to grow are going to be the suburban areas around the major metropolitan areas. Beck says the shift in where people are living could completely change the district map. In Columbus, Olivia Eugenio. Ohio's Democratic legislative leaders have rejected a proposal from the Republican Senate leader to use a constitutional amendment to address issues surrounding September deadlines for making state political maps. Senate Democratic leader Kenny Yuko and House Democratic leader Amelia Strong Sykes said today that requesting leniency in the redistricting process from the Ohio Supreme Court is the better approach. At issue are constitutional deadlines for drawing congressional and general assembly maps that are now unfeasible due to pandemic-related delays to 2020 census results. Senate President Matt Huffman said Tuesday he would not seek an amendment without bipartisan support. 
A state park is the setting for a new memorial dedicated to victims and survivors of the pandemic. ONN's Dave James has more. In South Central Ohio this afternoon, Governor Mike DeWine and Ohio Department of Natural Resources Director Mary Mertz visited Great Seal State Park in Chillicothe to dedicate a new grove of trees. A total of 15 trees were planted at the park by survivors, families of Ohioans killed during the pandemic, educators, students, health care workers, first responders, and other essential workers, including representatives from the Ohio National Guard, state prison system, and the Ohio Emergency Management Agency. Dave James, I went in news. State health officials say Ohio is trending in the right direction when it comes to a key metric of new COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people. More from Tracy Townsend. The Ohio Department of Health says this week our state is at more than 155 cases per 100,000 people. That's in fact down from nearly 186 cases last week and 200 the week before that. Governor DeWine set a guideline of 50 cases per 100,000 to lift the state's health orders. That's why we give you those numbers. I'm Tracy Townsend. A Southwest Ohio school district is dealing with an outbreak of coronavirus after a high school prom. ONN's Steve Vaughn has more. The Reading School District has decided to go to remote learning through the middle of next week after a dozen students started showing symptoms of coronavirus. Three of the students have since tested positive for COVID-19. The prom was held at the Sharonville Convention Center on April 23rd. The district says all health protocols were followed. The 187 students who attended was well below the 25% capacity limit. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Former Ohio State Buckeyes quarterback Justin Fields may have waited longer than he hoped for, but was drafted by the Chicago Bears with the 11th pick of the NFL draft last night. More from Dave Holmes. Justin Fields will be a Chicago Bear, and man, did the Chicago Bears want Justin Fields. They traded several future draft picks to move up and take the former Ohio State quarterback with the 11th overall selection. Now it's up to Justin Fields to finally give Chicago the franchise quarterback they have always wanted. I think the kind of player the Bears are getting is a, a versatile player, a player that can you know make plays both with my arm and also with my legs, and of course a, a player that's going to make smart decisions. In Cleveland, I'm Dave Holmes. Tens of thousands of people gathered in Cleveland for that draft last night, which continues tonight and tomorrow. Laura Queso wondered if it was safe for such a large event. Cleveland Clinic pulmonologist Dr. Joseph Cabaza says, I feel very comfortable overall about the draft, and I'm a very low-risk tolerant kind of person throughout the pandemic. He talked with me just feet away from the ICU with COVID patients. Vaccinated people aren't ending up there, and he applauds the NFL for taking extreme safety measures this weekend. The precautions they put place, the fact that it's outdoors, are really just so many layers of safety that I really have no concerns of this being a super spreader event. I'm Laura Casho. And some Midwestern farmers are suing the federal government, alleging they're ineligible for COVID-19 stimulus loan forgiveness programs because they are white. Angela Ann reports. The group of farmers are from Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, South Dakota, and Illinois. They filed the lawsuit in Milwaukee yesterday, arguing that the Biden administration's stimulus plan provides loan forgiveness to socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers defined as black, American Indian, Hispanic, or Pacific Islander, which the lawsuit alleges violates white farmers' constitutional rights. Angela Ann, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. 
This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.